Hi, everybody. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of Tech Talk and also Accessible World. And today is October 11, 2021. And uh, we had Mike with us, Mike May, uh, and Good Maps uh, probably within the last year. But some rather exciting, innovative things have begun to happen recently. And we've asked Mike to come in and tell us more about what's been happening uh, especially with indoor navigation, outdoor, etc. All of the things that he released that you may have seen over the last couple of weeks because it's really exciting for the blindness community. So welcome back once again, and I don't even remember how many times, to Tech Talk. Thanks for being with us. Here's Mike May. Thanks, Larry and uh, the group. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I guess there was a last-minute opening, and... Uh, it worked out uh, well since we just announced Good Maps Outdoors a week or so ago. And uh, it's, it's interesting because it's new, but it's old. And there's um, some real advantages to that combination of things. One of the things that happens when you start developing an app is, well, what some people fondly call is feature creep. And because of all you wonderful demanding users out there, and you want this feature, you want that one, could it do this, could it do that? Starting in 2012 with the uh, first iPhone app from Sendero Group, um, we kept accommodating those feature requests, which accumulated over the following six years through 2018 when we we wrapped up Sendero and um, turned that app over to Ira. And, and when Ira had it, they added some things, uh, the big thing being making an Android version. Um, but they also added a few other features. Of course, they ira fight it by putting a, an Ira button in, or if you want to know where your nearby free Ira access point is and you want to route to it, that's in there. So um, that's, um, and I've been testing that just interestingly, it was called Ira Navigator. Uh, and I've been testing that uh, off and on as if, as they introduce different features. And then as probably a lot of you may have heard on uh, the Jonathan Mosin at large podcast uh, with Troy Otilia and I talked about this made a lot more sense for good maps to take this on because two reasons. One is maps are our focus and the navigation component of IRA I think Troy said is maybe 20% of users are, are asking for navigation help. And I think in the beginning, they thought it would be a much higher percentage. And of course, with good maps, 100% of what we do is about navigation, accessible navigation. So it made a lot more sense for us to take on this very rich featured app, the CNI GPS in the US, uh, RNIB Navigator in the UK, and Guide Dogs NSW in Australia and New Zealand, name, rename that uh, Good Maps Outdoors to, to distinguish it somewhat from Good Maps Explore, which is both outdoors and indoors, and to bring these additional features and the Android component and making it free. Now, I have to just reminisce for a second with, with all of you, and, and some of you go back as far as I do or further. And back in the Arkenstone days, when Jim Fruchterman brought me in 
And we started the Strider project in end of 94, 95, came out with Atlas. And you know how you dream big and um, when, where will this go someday? And he said, the ultimate is that you be that accessible GPS will be ubiquitous and free. And the GPS continued to spread out and become available more and more in different places. It really did become ubiquitous. Let's say by 2010, 12, something like that it was everywhere in the world maps, pretty much in every country, but the free eluded us. Now there were some free versions um, that came out. So you could say, well, depending on what apps you used, um, there was a free version, you know, nearby Explorer uh, came out with a free online version. And so that accomplished that goal of free and ubiquitous. But for me, taking the app that I had founded and um, bringing it back into full circle where it's uh, in the company where I'm working again, since I rejoined the navigation field two years ago at Good Maps, it's really exciting to have that back. It's ubiquitous. It's free. And in that combination of mentioning uh, nearby Explorer, uh, there's Lasso Rio that's free. Um, it's really part of the bigger equation, which is we need options. Blind people need options. A lot of times we don't have options and we have way fewer options than sighted people have obviously. But the fact that you have two or three options uh, is really a huge benefit. And because there's, as, you, as we all know, there's not one situation, one app that fits everybody all of the time, everywhere. And so I'm, I'm never one to say this is the ultimate, or even this is the penultimate. We, we really want to have choices and have options. And I could go through each of the apps, and I don't know them all super well, but pretty well, where I could say something like, well, Soundscape, that's a free one. Uh, it has spatial navigation, uh, 3D representation of, of your environment. And that's unique, and it's worth having just for that. And if you're just wanting a represent, representation of the space around you, that's probably the best app for you. Uh, the, the Good Maps Outdoors, CNI GPS app, it has route following built in. And some people may not care about that. Some people say, well, you know, Apple's fine for me. Tell me when to turn and don't bother me in between because those apps don't bother you in between. They don't give you play-by-play -play updates, announcing points of interest, telling you when you're approaching. They'll tell you when you get close to your turn, but the route, the, the turning information that we built into what's now Good Maps Outdoors is really verbose. And that was on purpose because a lot of people said, blind people said, well, when I turn, I'm never quite sure did I turn in the right spot? Because as we all know with GPS, even with 30 foot accuracy, with map inaccuracies, when it says turn, it could be in 10 feet or it could be in 100 feet. So giving that mar margin of error, just because maps are more or less accurate, GPS is more or less accurate, you can have that much of a window. So when it says turn now, it really means turn at the next available opportunity. 
And so what we really focused on at Sendero was let's have some reassuring thing that tells you, yeah, you turned. And so we have this wonderful recording of Charles Lapierre and he says, continue straight. And that really gives you a, it gives me a comfort feeling. A lot of people have told me over the years that it's a comforting thing to them that when you've turned and Charles says, continue straight, it's, ah, I'm on the right turn. I'm good. And then it tells you where the next turn is. And it gives you some updates in between pretty verbose information. And there are various settings. And this is where we talk about feature creep over time, because not everybody wants the same thing. Then you say, okay, well, let's make it an option. Uh, And this is something that's a benefit and also a liability of nearby Explorer because it's got tons of options, maybe more than CNI does or outdoors, um, which is great if you understand those things and you tweak them and you set them the way that you want. Most people, probably 90% of people just leave them at the defaults. And so we always spend a lot of time figuring out what, what do most of the people want most of the time, and then you set the defaults like that. So that uh, built-in turn-by-turn information is a huge benefit of Good Maps Outdoors. What we've, I think a lot of people have tended to do is use a blindness app, let's say BlindSquared, which doesn't have route following built-in, but it offers you lots of options for other route routing programs, Google, Apple, and for that matter, the Sendero app. They'll push you over to Sendero. And with that change, it carries with you the destination that you've set. So you can switch out, you can run Blind Square in the background, and you can use Apple Maps. Or you can run Good Maps Explorer, which doesn't have root. That's the, the initial Good Maps app that was released in September of 2020. And that has basic outdoor functionality but nothing like outdoors or nearby has and, or blind square. And, and it, you know, uh, soundscape is much like that too. It's pretty basic navigation. So some people prefer that kind of simplicity and uh, don't give me the kitchen sink. Just give me the couple of the basics and I'm good from there. Um, But what people are tending to do is to uh, have something like good maps, explore running, and then, do the route in Apple. And so you're getting the turn by turn in Apple and you're getting the points of interest and intersections in good maps, explore or one of the other ones. And that's a, that's a good way to go. Uh, it's when you're as from a developer standpoint, it's a much easier way to go because building that route algorithms and all of that prompting that took a ton of time. It took us a lot of time at Sendero. And I think in retrospect, we probably wouldn't have done it uh, because time is money and it took a lot of time. But it's in there and it's good and it's helpful. So it's one of the things you can really take advantage of is that verbose turn-by-turn information. The other thing that we put into the app that Sendero did, and this took us a lot of time as well, was giving the user the option of intersection descriptions in a in a much much more comprehensive fashion than just telling you you're at a cross street we actually gave you the angles of the streets and this took a lot of development because it's not information that you can extrapolate from google 
or one of the other uh, applications. Uh, sorry for that phone ringing. It's one of those old-fashioned landlines. Um, and that um, those four-way intersections, you can choose to have, I think we call it complex intersections or um, full description intersections or simple intersections. So if you want the full intersection, it'll say at a four-way intersection or um, there's some places. There was a place in San Francisco down off 101 and near town that was a 13-way intersection. And talk about scrambling your brain when it's telling you one thing's at 11 o'clock and one's at 1030. Um, it really gets confusing. But if you get familiar with this kind of verbal descriptions, you can start building mental maps of where things are and where you are related to those things. Uh, it's really pretty cool to have that uh, information. So those are two of the things that are really unique to Good Maps Outdoors that you don't find in other maps are the, the, the descriptive intersections and the turn-by-turn -turn, uh, detail. Other than that, a lot of the stuff, as I said, um, you, can, you can choose what you prefer to hear about. Um, oh, I, I guess one other thing that you do find in other apps, but I think it's particularly important, is the ability to define user points of interest. And this is something that we started at Sendero with our very first products um, back in 2000 when we came out with a laptop version. There were very few maps available. And so in places where there weren't maps, the only way you could really um, navigate and orient was based on points of interest using getting warmer. So as long as you could set your destination and it says it's one mile ahead at 11 o'clock, you did your best to navigate there, find your own streets and turn when you needed to. It was kind of a fun puzzle, like the old-fashioned car rallies or something. And um, I have fond memories of using that in places where there weren't maps yet or we didn't have licenses for maps. The first time I went to Sydney and navigated, uh, I went outside the, the door of my hotel. I set that as a point of interest. I walked around for a couple hours and then used that. Uh, point of interest to find my way back using the getting warmer method. And so being able to record user points of interest is something that we started early at Sendero, kept it in the products and into the iPhone. And also we focused a lot on being able to share those points of interest. And um, it would be nice if the sharing feature was a bit more automatic. Right now, it's pretty manual. You have to choose to share them. Now that we have the, the wonderful cloud, as we like to refer to it, it would be great if I record a user point of interest and I choose, choose to share it when I record it. It just ends up in the cloud and you have it. Now you have to go through a process of sharing your points and um, that's manual. So that's just room for improvement. And if I have something on on my wish list for new features in Good Maps Outdoors, sharing user points is really valuable. Uh, I'd also like to see us bring over from the old Sendero Braille Note and uh, Braille Sense products about 12,000 user points of interest that were collected from users over the years around the world. And I, I certainly contributed a, a huge amount to those and still do, by the way. Um, using Sendero Maps on my PC. 
Um, I use use that for recording user points of interest. Still have my Braille Note PK, and I then um, share those points with that that bigger database that gets updated once a month. So we have this really valuable multi-thousand point of interest database that it'd be great to share with uh, Good Maps Outdoors. And for that matter, just make it open source and people can use it anywhere, anytime. Uh, because there are things that blind people find useful uh, at particularly common locations. Uh, you might you might want to cut across a park. There might be a sidewalk. And those sidewalks, by and large, are not in the general databases. Uh, you're starting to see some sidewalks and some footpath information in some of the the uh, Google and Apple maps. And uh, I particularly find um, crosswalks marked if you use the uh, the Soundscape app. It's nice that a lot of crosswalks are marked, and those are particularly important when you're, you know, it's a mid-block crossing. Uh, but being able to annotate point of interest information, share it across platforms, these are all things that uh, it's nice when an app has the structure to uh, to collect that information and then to share it. Um, so I encourage people, if you have any app that has the sharing capability, a lot of them have it, but um, th- it's not always easy to do. There's a nice feature in the Good Maps Outdoors on the, f- on the main default location screen. You double tap and hold with one finger and you get a little bleep. And then it opens up the text box where you uh, type in the name and, re- and save your point of interest. You can... Uh, you can give it a category. A lot of them I just categorize as pedestrian. And then they have tags that you can add to annotate even further things like driveway, parking lot, top of stairs, uh, things like that. So um, that's uh, that's the way that that works. Um, or you can go to the point of interest um, tab on the, on the app and, and find things that way as well. I've given you a blast of information here and um, we're only just 20 minutes in, but I I think people probably have questions or comments. Uh, I'm assuming most people, even if you haven't used this particular app, you're fairly aware of uh, how it works. Uh, So I'll I'll open up um, for comments. You can raise your hand and uh, Ron can call on you. Uh, I would mention one thing that's uh, there's been, a, if anybody monitors the GPS talk list, there's been a lot of traffic on that. Um, one of the things that happened when we made the app free was there was a huge volume of access that maxed out the number of four square point of interest calls that we could access for free. And one of the big benefit of four square is you don't get charged for the data. Uh, unless you're a nonprofit like APH, you can't affordably use um, Google Places and, um, and some of the other point of interest databases. Obviously, those companies want to charge for them and make money. Um, Good Maps is not a nonprofit, so we would have to pay for that uh, level of data. But Foursquare is pretty good, particularly if you just ignore the 10% of obviously dumb points that are in there and, um, and use the ones that are good. And 
the Good Maps Outdoors app has two ways of accessing points of interest. One is by category or the other is by search. And if you search, that actually accesses an Apple database and that works fine. And then the four square points are organized by category. So you choose restaurant, accommodations, lodging, these kinds of things. And uh, you would get a, a list. Well, that works some of the time, uh, but not all the time because we maxed out the number of points that we could use for free. Simultaneously, Foursquare decided to update their API, which is the, the tool that we use for accessing their point or that anybody uses for accessing their points. And because that alert, that announcement went to an old Sendero email account, we didn't know that they'd changed that API. So between them changing it and us having all of a sudden all these free users who are trying it, we, um, we broke the, the category search list. We're still wait, waiting to um, learn from Foursquare how to deal with this. But for any of you using the app, um, you can try those categories, but I'd say you're better off to just search. And you can type in something like food or restaurant in the search category, and it'll still bring up a lot of the points. But <clears throat> we want to get those categories back as soon as uh, Foursquare tells us how to do it. So that's um, just one update that we just learned about and I wanted to let people know about. So shall we flip over to take some questions? We should. We have three hands up currently. So, Ron, let's Yeah, go. it looks like uh, Jerry Hogan is first. I think you were talking about the intersection El Camino Real in California Street in Palo Alto. Uh, that wasn't the one, but um, there's certainly El Camino has its complexities. Yeah, that thing had six intersections. <laughs> yeah, lots of lanes too. Yeah. Um, uh, offhand, do you know? Because I've been I've been waiting and waiting to hear this, and haven't heard that yet. Nobody. Do you have an idea when they're going to have the new GPS system turn on the new satellite system? Oh, the, the well. The technically now the global positioning system is the U.S. satellites, the 24. Actually, there's more in case one goes down. They try to have 24 operating. Then there's the European system. There's a Chinese system. I think there's at least three functioning systems um, and maybe more coming online. And most of the chipsets and the phones and other, otherwise, they use multiple systems now. So the, the proper name for what we often refer to as GPS is GNSS. How long do you think it might be before, when they get this up and running? Well, they keep turning on, they keep upgrading satellites and turning on um, other systems so that the accuracy, the what they're talking about is the accuracy getting down to sub-meter. Yeah. Um, I, I just got an email the other day from a, an Australian system where they're doing a bunch of cool stuff that involves Usually to get the accuracy better, you have ground truth stations or you have fixed satellites. You have the, the orbiting satellites and then you have some fixed satellites that provide specific information. And of course, those have to be either lower altitude um, uh, positions or stations specifically uh, over a, a location to help with a, 
uh, that accuracy improvement. Thank you very much. And I want to say real fast, uh, my, the, me, my wife still want to go back to Austria when we were there, when they had all the uh, people coming from the Middle East. So they shut the railroad station. My wife want to go up to the mountain right out of Vienna, Austria, where there's Sound of Music, where they shot the movie. Oh, yeah. Wonderful that's, show. That's and- where she want to go. Yeah, and I just recently heard from Mike Busboom, so I'll mention to him that uh, you've been asking about him. Yeah, I, I talk to him maybe once or twice a year. All right. Yeah, well, let's, tell him I said hello. Thanks. Okay, next we have someone from, on a phone from Area 951. Hi there, Mike. This is Nancy Unger, and uh, hi. It's an interesting topic, but I this is embarrassing, but I haven't used the – is there any way to incorporate the indoor and outdoor – uh, with the outdoor app, or is this a separate app? I can't remember, and I have an Android phone. Is it, will this work with Android? Thank you. Yeah, um, good question, Nancy. Nice to hear from you. Uh, good Maps, Ex- you. Good Maps Explore is already out in Android and uh, iOS, and the that's the app that has basic outdoor, but it has indoor, and of course, indoor only works. Uh, live when you're in a particular building that has it. Uh, so that's the limitation right now. You can virtually go to a building. So if you want to play with the indoor component and just see how it works, you can go into the um, into the more tab of the explore app. And there's a thing that says indoor venues. You click on that. And then there's a whole list of them. Choose one of them and then virtually explore it. Good. Thank you. And so, so Android's coming with the out, um, with the app that you're talking about now, right? With the Outdoor Explorer. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a few bugs that were discovered, and they um, the developers are working on them. And I I just was asking today, well, when's that going to be out? Um, and I don't know, but I, I don't think it's several weeks. I'm hoping it's just a few days. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, the Android version had never been released, so it doesn't surprise me that once you get out into the real world and get some beta testers that there's things you come across. And, of course, the other factor is that on Android, you've got a bunch of different hardware devices, and on the iPhone, you have one. Okay, next is Juan. Yes, hi. Good evening. Uh, great presentation. Thank you. Um, you know, I never used this app before, so I'm very excited to give it a try. Um, just to make sure I understand. So the app is free or is there a paid version? No, there's no paid version anymore. It was subscription all these years, Juan. And uh, so Good Maps Outdoors is now free. And for either of these apps, make sure you put in Good Maps as one word, space, and then the name of the app, Outdoors or Explore. Otherwise, you end up with uh, Google stuff. So there's, I'm sorry, uh, Mike. So there's two apps. I mean, which Yes. Um, so how can I know what the difference is? Well, um, the difference is that Good Maps Outdoors is outdoors only. Oh. And Good Maps Explore, you can explore indoors and outdoors. So if I want both, I guess I, of course, I choose the Explore one, right? Well, the, the benefit is outdoors is um, has a lot more feature than the um, than Good Maps uh, Explore, so Explore is basic outdoors, 
outdoors is much more comprehensive. Mm. We, we okay. tried to think of names that would make it easier to explain this to people. And there really wasn't anything um, obvious that uh, we came up with. So that's, that's the way it is. Sorry for the confusion. Thank you for your help. Great job. You know, Mike, I Thanks. think maybe maybe you can mention it one more time and, and also at the end when you give your contact information about how people can can access these these apps. Yeah. In terms of how, what to say, because we're going to get comments on that. And as a matter of fact, yeah. what I'll do is I'll also uh, uh, I'll re- when I edit this later on, I will also make sure that your explanation is also going to go onto our list. So people yeah. will see Good. it. Okay. Okay. Okay, next is Myrna. So my question, um, Good Maps Outdoors, can we virtually explore? Yes, Good Maps, oh, cool. no. Good Maps Outdoors? Yes. Uh, no. No, we can't. No, is that on your feature list, wish yeah, list? Be- sure, the old, you know, the old Braille Note Sendero. Uh-huh. Used to go, you know, you were going to a convention or a vacation, so you put in where you were going, and you, yep. know, you go up, and you'd be on the next street, and you go back, and you could go left, and you could go right, and yeah, because I mean the track does it now. Um, that's what they they added, but you know, it's like what I like about doing it on the iPhone is that you you don't have that extra piece of equipment to play with. Which is which is really, you know, and the Chuck's battery isn't the greatest that ever lived. So, um, you know, so that would be that would be really. I mean, I've used seeing I GPS, and of course, I you know go way back to the Braille Note and the PK, um, you know, with with that, and you could you could do virtually explore. I th- that I love that. I really do. No, you're absolutely right, and um, we'll probably have the top of your building there. And marked in, in the old user points of yeah, interest. Yeah, you, you want to do my roof again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it hasn't moved, has it? No, no, no. You can still come and, you can still come and go on the roof. Yeah, I was just there just on last week. There's a, a new thing opening called Summit One that's in one Vanderbilt right next to Grand Central Station. Okay. And there's a very cool thing that's opening up on floors 90 through 93. And... Um, it's kind of an observatory uh, artwork. You know, it's a, it's an experience place. Uh, <clears throat> so that opens up, I think, on October 21st. But as far as virtually exploring, when we created the CNI app, the thinking was, you know, it's a lot easier to explore on a computer than it is on an iPhone screen. And that's still the case. Now, Soundscape has a rather unique way of exploring by pointing the phone around. Um, but you have to get your head adjusted to, um, to being able to picture that. Um, so I still encourage people to use Sendero Maps, which the San Francisco Lighthouse now manages that website. Um, but I use that regularly. The, the map data hasn't been updated since 2018. But by and large, Streets don't change. Points of interest do. Uh, but you can get the latest points of interest on Google or some other place uh, or one of these newer apps. But in terms of exploring around with the arrow keys in really amazing detail, and it's free. 
uh, I think, I don't know that the lighthouse is charging for it. If it, if they are, it's not much, but Sendero Maps is really a great way to do your virtual exploration. Okay. You know what? I really want you guys to, to map, speaking of indoors, and you just almost said it, is Grand Central Station and Penn Station. Yep. Having just, having just been in there, I was... Um, uh, I was thinking that very same thing, and it, particularly since we were looking at, at mapping at Summit One right next to Grand Central. Um, we're, we also have a partner within uh, New York University, and they're working on some uh, indoor mapping techniques. And we just got a project with them to do a pretty cool thing that I'll, I'll mention to you guys since you got me on this tangent. Um, and in a lot of the, you know, the new frontier is indoors, and because there's no equivalent of GPS indoors. So how do you position inside uh, inexpensively? Um, one way is Bluetooth beacons, but that has a certain cost for installation and maintenance, updating the batteries. Um, so at Good Maps, we focused on camera and LIDAR. There's another system that's much more, this is much higher end, but the accuracy is less than a foot. And that's technology that's embedded in the LED lighting systems of all Target stores, all Home Depots, and a lot of other stores. You know, these are multi-million dollar lighting systems. And so they've embedded this really fine navigation for the purpose of the staff finding the products and placing products and doing inventory and all of that. But we got a grant to look at how to, to tap into that with the good maps technology so that you could have hopefully one foot accuracy in a target store or in a home depot, or some of these others uh, we call it micro navigation. And also in that grant, we will, we're focusing on customizing the routes for an individual. So let's say you're in a wheelchair or you're a blind person that uh, you don't, you don't have good balance and you don't want to take steps. So you could choose a step-free route. Uh, and there's a lot of other things that, that people might want to customize in terms of their routes, uh, depending on their disability or their, you know, their capabilities for moving around. So this micro-navigation and customized routes are something that um, we got uh, funding for three years to work on and going to be doing some pretty cool stuff. That's cool, yeah, because... You know, that, that was the first thing I thought of when, you know, we talked about indoor navigation and, you know, it's Penn Station and Grand Central Station because you, you know, you hope, well, with Ira now, it's, it's easier. I mean, you, you know, you have somebody there if you, you know, if your, if your cell signal is good. Um, so, but, but that's the, the two places that I really thought about that, yeah. you know, that you'd be going to and that are, you know, that are stuff is not going to change pretty much um you know so that would be fantastic i gotta tell you that i 18 out of 20 people that i asked directions for in new york were amazingly helpful and friendly uh i know it gets a bad rap sometimes for being abrupt but um wow i was really impressed everywhere i went how how nice people were no we are nice, we are nice. yeah that was awesome. Anyway, that's that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, thanks, Myrna. Nice hearing okay. you. Thank you. Okay, Londa is next. 
I think I'm unmuted. You are. Um, so nearby Explorer, does it still exist? And, yes. Okay. If so, which one, if I've got an iPhone 12, which one should I be using nearby or this one? Have you never used either one? I used nearby Explorer back when it was an Android app. I bought it. Um, I just, and I have good maps on my iPhone, but I somehow I thought nearby Explorer was going away. Well, the, the downloadable version, the paid version is, is the one that um, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I'm not even sure what this, I think people can still use that, but what I mostly hear about is nearby Explorer online. And that's, um, still very much present. Uh, I have it on my phone and I used it just the other day. So I know that's going strong. Uh, if you've not, if you haven't used either one, then, you know, download them both and, and play around with them and see what you think. Okay. So they're both being updated and, and yeah. still up working. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's being done with the nearby Explorer in terms of updates, but it's got so many features some people would say it doesn't need to be updated. Okay. And, and term- the maps are online. So the maps are always. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The map data, they, they have um, Google places for points of interest, which is, uh, could be a benefit because again, as they're, because they're a nonprofit, they can get those points for free. They also have the choice of four square points, which is what we use in, in outdoors. So you, might be fun to try them both and do some comparison in the, because a lot of times it depends on where you are, where you're going uh, in terms of what people are happy with. And again, it's, it's about having options. Yeah. Just more tools in the toolbox. Yeah. yeah. The paid versions. I think you can't get, I don't think you can get the paid ones anymore. So. No, I don't think so either. I don't know what happens if you, if you already had it, if you can keep using it, but. Yeah, well, I had it for Android and switched to an iPhone just as it was going free. So okay, good. Well, thanks for your questions. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, next is Scott. Just to differentiate between virtual exploring and and route creation with uh, Good Maps Outdoors, you can still, like you could in G in Seeing Eye, uh, route, uh, create, save, and review routes turn by turn. Before actually taking, before actually going the route, what you can't do is change your starting position. Oh, I see. So I mean, yeah, like there's, there's, there's route really, from home to anywhere, you know, from home to, and to review somewhere. it. Yeah, yeah, there's and, really and nice great. features for for um for going over that. You know, when you when you go on to use Apple Maps or Google Maps, right. yeah. um, it's hard to get the detail. <laughs> And right. with, with um, outdoors, you can get play by play every single little right. turn. Yeah, and that's to and from. I mean, like from I can create create save it, create and right. save a route to somewhere, and then to it from there create a route from there back home. Yeah, I can still do all that. Okay. Oh yeah, and it, it can review it. I can review it at any time. I can save them and review them at any time without even before actually taking the route for actually going the route. Like that's right. all still there. Right? Okay. Right. Yeah, so if you save a route someplace and let's say you're not at that beginning point, you can still review it uh, okay. even though you're not at the, the starting point again. Okay. 
All right, thanks. Uh-huh. Okay, next is Carla. Okay, I have, I still have, and trying to keep it alive, my Braille Note Apex, and I know it's going to die someday. And I love Sendero GPS in it. Well, you know, they're they're cheap online, so do what I did. I have a backup PK. Yeah, well, I got a backup. I, the one of my agencies was getting rid of their Apex. I said, "Don't throw it away," and I got it, but it doesn't. It it quit. You know, it it was yeah. dead. And I didn't know it, so I have to get it repaired or something. But anyhow, my I have two a twofold question. First of all. Can um, can these new maps be updated for the Apex, point one? And uh, point two, I also have acquired a Braille Note Touch, which I cannot warm up to. Uh, can it, is there any of this GPS that would be good for it? So those are my two questions. Yeah, good questions. Um, the the Apex, send, mm-hmm. the old Sendero GPS, um, those maps only go up through 2018 and that's it. So that's, as I've said, that's what I'm using on my PK. It's, I think it's fine. Um, Can I, I I have 15. Can I update to 18 or not? um, You should be able to, you might need a new license key from, um, from the lighthouse. Okay. Okay. All right. Cause I, I I tried to do it and something went awry and then those maps went away. So I couldn't finish the process. It was Yeah, awful. and there are fewer and fewer people who can help you do it. Right. Okay. So, and so where do I get help doing it then? Just Well, you can try the lighthouse or you know, you can ask online or you can call humanware. There's still a few um people there like Gabe who um you know who know the old stuff so their customer service people might be able to point you in the right direction. Yeah they said they're not supporting the Apex. I know yeah this is terrible. I I think it's awful that they're discontinuing it because there's certain things that only Apexes can do and you don't need touches for it. Amen. I'm really mad at them about that. But anyhow um so So as far as the touch. Okay. Yeah. So the touch is running Android and Good Maps Explore is Android and um, Good Maps Outdoors will be on Android, um, and Explore can work on the Braille Note Touch. The part of the issue is that I think they're using Android version something shy of version ten, um, and so if you go to the App Store on the Touch or to the Play Store, you won't be able to find Good Maps Explore. Um, but if you know somebody like Bob Sweetman, um, they they can install it on there for you. There's, there's a, a manual way to install it. Um, and uh, we'll certainly try, as soon as the, the Android version of Outdoors is available, we'll try it on the Touch as well. <clears throat> and I think the same thing applies to the Braille Note Sense, or the Braille Sense, I should say, that you should be able to manually install uh, what's called an APK file uh, onto it to uh, to make it work, and I I did try it. Um, I tried to explore on a machine with Bob, and it uh, it was great. It's really it's a lot of times it's so much better to have this information in Braille and be able to review it under your fingers rather than hearing it. That is true. Now I, I I neglected to tell you it's actually a Touch Plus. Does that make a difference or not? 
Um, I don't know about those different versions, but the version Bob had was a touch plus. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I, I just said touch, but I meant touch plus and I know there are differences. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much. This is a very good, ex, you know, very good presentation, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, it's made by having good questions. So appreciate yours. Hey, Mike, this is Alan Lemley. I'm going to uh, ask a quick question. I, I, I'm a little confused because all these apps have the word explore in them. And I, and I believe, I believe when you install good maps, explore on the iPhone, it gets tagged with just the name explore. It, 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 that, that is right. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. okay. And so when, when I haven't downloaded good maps outdoors yet, does it get just get tagged with just outdoors or does it have good maps in the title? Uh, when, when voiceover I'm pretty sure it has outdoors. The funny thing is okay. I can't find my good maps. I don't know which folder it's in on my, on my phone. Oh yeah, yeah. And I can't find it. I mean, it's on there cause I can tell Siri to load it, but right. I don't know which folder it's in. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for that clarification. That's sure. all I needed. I appreciate it. Okay. What do you expect and what can you talk about? What do you want to begin working towards in the future with both these applications? Well, I, th- I think from a grander picture, it's nice if they can be integrated. Um, I don't see, I don't see a situation where indoors and it, um, where, uh, see, I'm messing them up too, where the two apps, outdoors and explore, would be merged. They're just they're quite different. The code base is different, and so um, it would just be too messy. I think the idea is let's let's focus. Mm-hmm. Explore on the indoor navigation, which is the new frontier, and a lot is going to improve. And there's a lot of a lot of room for improvement in uh, how the user interface works, as well as the technology for mapping and and uh, navigating indoors. So, but theoretically, integration is a good thing. Um, part of that, though, I think, is what we'd call seamless indoor outdoor transition you'd really like to set your destination as uh, you know seat i just went to a concert here in reno the other night the grand sierra resort and it would have been nice to just set that particular uh, row row p seat 15 section mr as my destination and then i get uh, i get uh, well maybe i the app grabs an uber i take an uber to the front lobby and then it takes me inside all integrated into one app i I think that that's the sort of thing that's going to make it applicable to a lot more people because not everybody wants to jump through all the hoops that you have to right now Uh, and that's why uh, there's there's been some department of transportation funding for what's called the the complete trip and that's a to z multimodal using different uh, formats. It might be an Uber, a bus, a light rail, uh, an airplane, a train, all of these things. And uh, so I think the complete trip with uh, merging a lot of these apps together will make it a lot easier for more people to uh, to just get where they're going and not have to wrestle with the complexity. Myrna again. So, Mike, I have comments, and this is for for Carla, too. Um, The Touch Plus is running 8.1. It's running Android 8.1. 
the new Braille Sense 6 is running Android 10. So is that making a difference in what? Good, good question. I don't, I don't know anybody that has the 6, but I'll, I should ask Bob I, Sweden. Okay, I have the 6. Yeah, so let me know if, if it I'll do works. It. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll test, I'll download it onto, so mm-hmm. it's on the Google Play Store or it's not yet on the Google Play Store. Um, well, Good Maps Explorer is on there. So start okay. with that one and just shoot me an email at mike at goodmaps.com. Okay, I'll do it. Hey, I love testing, you know that. I know it. You go, you know, you're, you're, you know you're a tester. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'll, I would, so I think I can run it on, I can try it on both and let you know. Cause I have both. I have the, I have both a Braille touch plus and I have the, the new um, Braille Sense six. Okay. Yeah. And I'll let you know what happens. Thank you. Okay. Okay, next is John Gassman. I know we have a lot of GPS users out there, and the GPS users always have ideas for futures, things to be built into products. And I'm wondering if you have something in place so that if somebody has an idea, they can send it along to you. Yeah, our format is we have um, a database um, software called Jira, which is pretty common. And so if you send an email to support at goodmaps.com, then Caitlin will dutifully uh, put your suggestion into the list so it gets categorized and identified and and prioritized. Um, And the more people that request a particular feature, the more likely it'll get more attention. Good. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, one again. Uh, hi, uh, Mike. I have a question. Um, is the app translated into different languages? Um, yes and no. Um, Good Maps ex- um, Outdoors Explore is um, in French because um, it's um, it's distributed in Canada, so you have to be in French, uh, at least Canadian French French. Uh, outdoors um, appears to be in five languages. Um, I don't know. Well, I believe that those languages were done through a Google Translate. So they're probably pretty hacked. At one time, we had um, translation in Spanish, German, and French that were professionally done. And uh, so I don't know how those things have been updated, but it's on my list. One of the things we're doing with Outdoors is because it's free, we're asking for sponsorship. And two organizations so far have signed up for a yearly sponsorship. One is the CNI, and the other is Guide Dogs Australia. And so our hope is if we have five or six sponsors, we'll have the funding to justify keeping the app we're i don't think we're not going to go away from being free but the funding will allow for future development so i've been taking notes on things people have suggested here and as i said if you if you email your features then they'll be um hopefully make it into the product okay next to julian 
Hey, good evening, and hey, Mike. Uh, long time no see. Uh, Hi. Really miss miss the old uh, CSUN uh, get-togethers. There. No kidding. Well, one's <laughs> and coming I remember up soon. when uh, <laughs> I know, and I remember when we would have these get-togethers to talk about planning for uh, what is now uh, Good Maps Outdoors. Um, but what I'm curious about, oh no, actually, before I get to that, I wanted to just point out here that uh, somebody asked earlier about bringing the app up on the iPhone. If you bring up your spotlight search and just type in the first few letters, G-O or G-O-O, uh, it'll come up. Uh, I've got both uh, Explore and Outdoors on my phone, and whichever one I use last will usually be the one that shows up first. So you can you can bring it up that way. Um, I'm looking forward to trying the uh, Android version uh, when that comes out. And one question I wanted to ask, and if it's, I came in late, so it possibly has been answered. And if so, you can tell me so, and I'll just catch it on the replay. Uh, why, why was it decided to go with this uh, as opposed to uh, building on Nearby Explorer, which in my opinion, at least for me, it was, it was a better product. It was certainly more versatile. It gave me more of the information I needed uh you know, on the screen, I can, you know, control things that were on the screen, remove things I didn't want to see, that sort of thing. I, I, uh, I prefer that interface better. So I'm wondering why, uh, why that was decided. And again, if that was answered already, just tell me so, and that's fine. Um, and then a, a follow up with that, uh, will, when this gets developed more, will there be possible to maybe think about adding uh, an interface that would be a little bit more like uh, nearby Explorer for those of us that prefer that way of doing things? <laughs> well, um, I, it was slightly mentioned before. I tried to gloss over it in hopes that nobody would uh, ask the question, but here you are, Julian. <laughs> Sorry um, about that. It's no, just, uh, no I, I think it's a good idea because there's a lot of people who are interested in the answer. Um, I had nothing to do with the decision-making process, and I'm, I'm not privy to any of the intricacies of why this happened. Um, part of it has to do with that nearby Ex Explorer was funded by a nonprofit with federal dollars for a nonprofit. And that nonprofit can't just hand that over to, uh, to another company and say, well, here you are, just keep going with this platform and improve it. So sadly, um, Good Maps had to start from scratch and there are benefits to starting from scratch because it's it's a more modern code base. And one of the problems you run into, which we certainly recognize with Good Maps Outdoors, is you can't easily convert over to take advantage of some of the benefits of uh, newer uh, code bases. And most of them now accommodate a simultaneous iOS and Android development, which neither uh, nearby or outdoors could benefit from you. You were developing two totally separate apps, which means you're, you're, um, you're doubling all of the expense. So I think between those two things of the, the, the code foundation and then also the nonprofit relationship um, really put um, this in a position that was difficult for good maps to just taken on. As far as a, uh, a nearby looking interface, um, that's an interesting question. We've seen that in, in a few apps where you, you know, they, they up, you know, um, I think Internet Explorer had done that. Do you want the old Windows version or do you want the newer version? And 
I think there was probably more expense to doing that than one would think, but nobody's really asked for that. Uh, so I will, I will note it as something to consider. And at the very least, what might be interesting is to get a nearby expert, and there's plenty of advocates speaking up on their behalf and saying, here's a specific thing that would be useful if you would change this. The outdoors doesn't have this capability. Nearby does. Could you make it more like this nearby thing? Yes, Travis. Okay. First of all, great meeting. Um, so, quick question. Um, now, is there this is the Sendero app available on the iPhone or not? Well, the Sendero app, which was called CNI GPS in North America, is now Good Maps Outdoors. Okay, gotcha. Okay. But I there's also what's called Sendero Maps is on the PC only, and that is for virtual exploration. It actually also works for GPS. You have a GPS on your PC. You can use the uh, the real-time aspect of it, too. Okay. Thank you so much, and great meeting. Thanks, Travis. You're and, welcome. Now, we are going to wrap up now, and so a big thank you to Mike for being with us and, and bombarding us, as he said earlier, but, but that's true. A lot of great information which we will all digest and hopefully all go and find out more about both of these terrific apps. So maybe you, one more time, Mike, you can tell us where to go to find them and what to look for and then give us your contact information. Right. So remember, good maps is one word, no spaces. And then the apps are outdoors and explore. Outdoors is strictly outdoors. Explore is both indoors and outdoors. And if you want to email uh, Good Maps, support at goodmaps.com is where you'd send your feature suggestions and make sure you say in that, that, you know, feature suggestion for outdoors or whatever you want. And uh, that's that's probably the best. If you want just in, in, more information about outdoors, there'll be a link on the goodmaps.com site that'll take you to... Um, Oh, there's video. There's um, an old uh, recording of me using the CNI GPS, which is pretty much the same as it would be today. But just if you want to hear it in action, you can hear that. The user manual, which is very comprehensive for outdoors, um, is available on that site as well. So that's where you'll learn more, goodmaps.com. Thanks, Mike. As always, another terrific presentation. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Mike. Next week, Eric Damery will be with us because, as a lot of you know, there is a release coming with JAWS and ZoomText and Fusion. And there's also, by the way, another public beta, which probably will come out shortly after Eric visits us. And that will be next Monday night, October 18. He'll be here to answer your questions and talk about the new things that are happening with JAWS, ZoomText, and Fusion. So be with us. Thanks for being with us and join us next week for Tech Talk.